Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 588. Today, uh, this is the Music Technology Podcast, uh, recording live today at uh, 4pm. It's a Music Technology Podcast. It happens every Wednesday, and uh, we're talking about synthesizers, music production, software, all kinds of stuff to do with electronic music production, regular music production, the ecosystem around it, the instruments, the industry, all of that stuff. We want to say thank you very much to our friends over at Isotope, who are uh, supplying a prize for this week's show, which is a copy of Isotone's Neutron 3, which is a fantastic mixing, mixing uh, plug-in, uh, very modern, uh, and we're going, giving away the advanced version, which is, uh, there'll be a message about that a little bit later, so I do hope uh, you can uh, stick around for that. Anyway, let's say hello to our guests. We've actually got th- uh, two today. I'm going to start over here with Mr. Robbie Bronneman. Robbie Bronneman, of course international man of uh, touring. He's been on the road with uh, Howard Jones and uh, he's a studio guy. He also does a lot of soundtrack work, music production, all that kind of thing. I guess you haven't been doing a lot of that uh, because you've been literally out of the country for as long as I can recall, or it seems that way. How are you? I'm good, yeah. No, it was a long time because we did two months in America and then we went, got back and then we went to Japan and then we got back and then we went to Europe and then we got back and we went to... (laughs) Canada, and then we've got South America. So it's kind of the the run's nearly at its end. So wow. yeah, been a busy, busy summer. So in the summer we, yeah, we did a sort of joint tour with. Um, we had BT's band All Hail the Silence kind of as our special guests on tour. Nice. So, yeah, it was good. It was a, it was a synth fest, and BT came on stage and joined us for the songs he you know he co-produced on the album, and yeah, and we all shared the same bus. So we had. We had a, it was just an intense synth, synth bonanza, so much so that his wife introduced Synth Free Saturday because we were just like, she was just getting bored to tears with all the talk. I can, well, BT's a very enthusiastic guy when it comes to that kind of thing. And uh, I I, I imagine that, oh, that must have been great. So you guys were just, and I will say also, um, reports in from the, the new Howard Jones album. Really, you're sort of a really back to form. It sounds like you've done a cracking job with that, and it's it's been very critically acclaimed, I believe. Yeah, no, it's done it's done really. Yeah, it's, it's, people love it. It's just a full on synth album, so you know it's um it, we kind of did a little bit of that on the last album, but the last album was lots of different styles. So people were just much as they love all his other stuff, they just wanted him to get back to no holds barred drum machines and synths and. All yeah, that, forget so. all of that piano yeah. nonsense. We don't want yeah. all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I suppose, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. But, but I mean, and the thing is, well, you could have done one of two things there. You could have gone, oh, well, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I'll just sort of slow down a bit and do just do what I want to do. But rather than that, he's actually embraced it and gone really full on. So I've, oh, no, there's the... no, no, stop, there's no stopping him, honestly. He'll, he'll do it till he, till he drops. He, he loves it so much. What's the name so, of the yeah. album, just so you can plug it? It's called Transform. Right, that's right. Okay, I do thoroughly it's recommend it. On vinyl as well. On vinyl very as nice well. Vinyl. Heavyweight vinyl. It's very nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to hearing more from you, Robbie. Uh, I know you probably have a lot to say about this week because we've actually got some news. Hey, guys! <laughs> yeah, news. Summer. It's summer is, the news. It's, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's like you know, we yeah. hit September and suddenly. <laughs> The weather turns rubbish, and yeah. we're in back into back into uh, you know synth news. And, and the thing all, is, that's very interesting. Comes. Is mm. yeah, September seems to be the new January. How are you, guys? You've the obviously bass player, producer. You're working on a session yes. at the moment. I am. Yeah. Very, thanks to your break, client so. for letting uh, letting you take a break <laughs> to do this. Yeah, that's nice. I live by a park, so it's quite nice. You can go and have a go and hang out by the lake. And um, yeah, no, good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, glad to be here because yeah, interesting news, isn't it? Lots of lots to talk about. So lots to get our teeth into. But um, yeah, it's kind of curious, isn't it? I guess it makes sense so for things to come out now, just kind of to be announced now and then it, it means christmas time, again, time for christmas Christ- not yeah i suppose as opposed yeah. to getting lost in the nam traffic um yeah well exactly i mean roland roland traditionally do their september the mm. event, um, 909 day is that tomorrow uh what is the date today uh no it's not it's the fifth tomorrow i think yeah 
Well, I do know because we went to London for a launch event uh, last week where we also went to see Yoad, uh, toured his studio, so there's content coming. We also went to see a guy oh. who's got a beautiful collection of synthesizers. Uh, I've done, uh, I, I was playing with the Memory Mood, which I've never never played with before. Uh, so that's all more content that we got. But we did, there's a bunch of stuff coming from Roland, but nothing, uh, we can't say anything about it yet, and I can't tell you anything, but it will be coming soon. And there is more from all sorts of people at the moment. It feels like a real glut. And of course, Nobcon is this weekend. Uh, Jim, our reporter, will be there. Uh, so if you see him, uh, he'll be sending some stuff in and there'll be plenty. So yeah, so the, full on. The thing about, there's a jam, isn't there? The Nobcom jam. That's the thing I always get a bit envious about. They have like a big end of Nobcom jam session, which I think all shows should have, I think. Good um, idea, yeah. Well, yeah. it sounds like it's actually quite musically acceptable as well, because often these things can be a bit lacklustre um <laughs> shall we say but it doesn't sound like that's what happens at nobcon there are some good musos mm. there yeah all right well uh, should we get straight in with uh, uh, in fact the the first thing to happen this week uh, is it's a new synth i mean you know we can't avoid that the new hydro synth from asm ashen sound machines Ooh. uh we've got i'll play a little bit of an intro video this is glenn darcy who's the lead designer Welcome to Hydrosynth. I'm Glenn Darcy, Director of Product Development for Ashen Sound Machines, or ASM for short. This new synth is the brainchild of myself, Product Manager Dominic Ao, and Director of Engineering Chinji Jun. We set out to make a synth that has a massively deep and flexible sound engine and unique performance controls like polyphonic aftertouch and a four-octave ribbon control. To cover all that this synth can do would take your typical six-part Peter Jackson saga, and I'm not going to put you through that. In this video, I'm basically just going to cover all the main aspects, and in the future, I'll have more in-depth tutorials that really dig in deep. Fair warning, this video is going to be a talking video. If you want to hear sound examples, go to ashensoundmachines.com, check out the sound examples we have there, or better yet, go find a dealer that has one, try one out yourself. Good intro. Uh, Glenn Darcy there. Uh, we actually interviewed him for Meet the Makers when he was form he was with Arturia. So he's got pedigree. And the synth itself, I've actually got it here. It's uh, it's on the workbench. I, I did a video yesterday. Like I, I, I must start asking this. When people say, would you like us to send you a synth? I, I should ask, is the rest of the YouTube community getting it and releasing their videos on the same day? Or am I going to be special? I was mistakenly th I mistakenly thought it would just be me, but everybody's at Loot Pop's done a 50-minute video. Sweetwater did a like two-hour walkthrough. There's loads of it around. So yeah, good, but um, mm -hmm. exciting stuff. I'm going to come to you, Robbie, first because we haven't heard from you for so long. Yeah. Um, new synth. It does seem quite different. It's a wave morphing synthesizer. It's got a lot of interesting yeah. stuff in there and uses kind of an Edsonic parameter access type thing where you hit the module and then you use that mm. center section. It's it's quite intuitive to use. What are your initial thoughts and, and, uh, and um, musings? I, I mean, I'm glad that there's more synths coming out that just aren't analog, 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 analog. It's nice just to, you know, that's why I got the, I got the quantum uh, this year because i wanted to you know just to kind of balance it all out so uh but uh, yeah no i mean it looks i think it looks great it looks like it's really um nicely designed so it looks like an instrument that you will enjoy using yeah you know the way it's laid out and the, the screens and everything mm -hmm. so that i mean that that's something that really I, i'm really hot on because i just got it has to be something i really enjoy you know interfacing with so and i mean yeah i mean the price point on it, i think it's fantastic i mean it's fantastic it looks for an instrument of that quality so um yeah I'm, I'm i'm very excited to try that out i haven't got any room for keyboards so again the desktop thing uh that's that, that's fantastic i know but 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 the thing is robbie it's got uh, you after touch keyboard you don't get the after yeah, and all the ribbon uh yeah there's a desktop i, I mean the, the thing is mm. yeah the price point is is it's quite favorable i mean it's i all... can use it with my roly so i mean you know yeah uh, you know but, but yeah, I, it, is, it does look it does look like a lot of synth for the money, and something bit different to what you know what's in that kind of range. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I was mm. surprised when I heard the price. I was expecting to be a sort of upper 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 one thousand and something or two grand synth, like a lot are. But uh, they've 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 done a reasonable. I mean, I guess it's in peak I mean, territory rather than some I mean, territory. Probably gonna, hmm. It's probably also going to be. It's you know, people, would you buy something like a System Eight if you could buy that for pretty much not much, you know, similar sort of money? You know, it's uh, you know, it's, it's kind of put an interesting spin in that kind of area. 
Well, yeah. I mean, they've designed. I, I mean, the, the whole thing is, uh, you know, the the, the, the parent company, Medelli, uh, have been making stuff for other people, and they've, they've for like thirty years. Uh -huh. They've got a big factory in China, so they know how to make the stuff, and they know how to do it and do right. it uh, cost effectively. So they've just basically pulled a team together and go, okay, we're going to do that now, and and they, you know, that's why it seems to be so good. But guys, it's exciting. So, I mean, no, Polly Aftertouch. Yeah. 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 Hooray! Finally, you know, I've been banging on about this for years um uh, oh gosh so i wonder was glenn headhunted from arturia then because wasn't glenn very um wasn't he uh, really involved in the matrix brute he was yeah i think that was uh, his his yeah. baby so yeah so so i thought this was quite interesting especially yeah that button array where you can get to all of the elements um I think is fantastic. Also, uh, the module, something about the module, which I think is terrific, and I'm sure, you know, I know that Robbie would appreciate this, the, the recessed controls on the back of the module is fantastic. It's very well thought out for people who've got kind of limited desk space, you know, that really annoying problem of all the, the leads all sticking out the back they're all recessed quite deeply have you seen the have you seen the no i haven't opened the module I, I, version i, I yeah. haven't opened the box yet which is probably right so in, on the module version sort of where all of the connect connectors are they're like sort of like gosh recess must be about six inches in there's like a kind of it's like a kind of um it's almost like the top it's like a shelf um so i think that's a really really good good design um well it's rack mountable you know. that's why they've done that so i think that you know you can take the, oh, of course. Uh, that you can take the ends mm. off and, and put ear, rack ears into right. it fit in a in a in a 19. But presumably mm. it's um, they're well placed i mean they could just hack the synth off and create a nice nice controller with the ribbon and the polyphonic aftertouch for other people to use well, there's a thought. I mean, oh, you know, I mean, you've, yeah. you've got to, you've got to understand. You know, I mean, because basically, um, mm. you know, most people, if they want high quality keyboards, key go to Fatah. You know, they'll boast about yeah. it having a Fatah. So there is, there seems to be a real gap in the market for people making yeah. quality keyboards. Um, I mm. was talking to a manufacturer just the other day about this, and they said, well, there are ways you can get them, but what tends to happen is they tend to be tied to the factory. So it's like if you want our keybed. We'll build the whole thing for you, not just provide right. the keyboard. So sometimes, right. it, you know, it, there's all these economic considerations that we perhaps don't realise what's going on behind the scenes. Mm. But it's fascinating. They're in a, stuff. It sounds like they're in a, in a good position to be able to offer something like that to the marketplace if they needed to. Well, it's win-win all round for them by the sounds of it, really, isn't it? It's a great. <laughs> yeah. it's like, look what we can build, and look what you could have if you use us to build your stuff. I mean, win-win. Mm. I'd be curious to see if. It will just support things like uh, the instrument or the seaboard uh, straight away. You know whether it's you know of uh, you know whether like the MPE support is there from the start. You know, and it's just a question of plug and play. That would be quite interesting. That would feel like like some sort of development as well. You know, just uh, you know. I, yeah, I, you know I, I don't know. I don't if, know. If I do. I do out. know that there is a ton of uh, CC mapping in there, so you could mm. use the mod matrix to spit out. CCs, so you could have an LFO that would send to a CC, so you can use it to modulate external CC. As far as I understand, I mean, I haven't, done, you know, I've only really spent about two or three hours with it because it came on okay. Friday. <laughs> I came into work on Saturday, spent a couple of hours, and then I shot the video on Monday. You know, so it's pretty much, you know, I haven't had that much time hmm. playing with build, it. Build, build quality. What, what do you uh, think? Uh, solid. Yeah, it feels. That's solid. one of the reasons why I thought it would be uh, more expensive. Because it's right. it's chunky. It's funny actually. It's a really chunky, nice, solid metallic and aluminium. And then the power supply is literally this big. It's tiny. It's absolutely right. microscopic. Is it, funny, is, it funny, is it a funny voltage or is it like quite a standard thing? Um, you know what? I'm going to go and find that out right now. Just give me two seconds. I will do <laughs> some good. live. Check it out. Yeah. Let me, let me see. That's my pet hate, having weird exotic power supplies. Yeah, especially for international international I stuff. Uh, but um, but yeah. Uh, no, episodes. I can uh, confirm it's just a uh, twelve volt, uh, one milliamp. So that's all. Oh, so okay. it's perfectly normal. Nothing, nothing right. unusual going on there. So yeah, good. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's you approve. Good. What's the name of the? What's the? They called Ashen. What's the? What's the name of the company? ASM again? Ashen Sound Machines. A-S-H-U-N okay. sound machine. And this is, their, this is their launch. This is a, So this is a new company, but based on, as you say, the company who've been manufacturing for years. But Yeah, I don't know. I don't know kind of, you know, whether they are, whether it's just been like, let's set up a new company. or I don't know the, the business mm -hmm. details of it, but I know that. It's uh, nice to right. see. It's, 
it's nice to see a product like that just suddenly just like go da da. It's here. Yeah, yeah. It's available as opposed to here's a product. I'm going to now try and find a company to partner with, and it'll take four years probably before it ever comes out. And, yeah, you know, yeah. It's nice to see things just sort of popping up out of the ether, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know when it when, when is it shipping, Nick? Do you know? Uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be November the first. Wow. Okay. I well. believe. I think the production run starts now. I, I can't mm. remember. I, I don't. I don't know if that's even information that I got from somewhere else or not. I can't. I can't recall. I think it's going to be. Yeah. In. I think mm. November. I believe, but I would have to double check that because I'm not uh, fully up. I think if so Ken I'm Fox not... Pierce is around, because I know he was yeah. involved in some of the some of the patch design and some of the tweaking of the synth engine. Uh, he was in the chat mm-hmm. room earlier. He might be able to yeah. to, to clarify that. Okay. So like um. Straight away, I was kind of thinking about UDO and a Super 6. You know, it's an interesting... It's like that kind of one to two grand uh, price point. It's been a little bit... There's not been that many things in there. There's either been stuff either cheaper or more expensive. Well, there's so, been quite a lot. Of, there's been two grand stuff. Two grand, we've got the Rev 2. Yeah, we've yeah, got the Rev 2. Yeah. We've got the uh, the Summit. You know, there there's, there's a two grand kind of, you know... Mm. Yeah. Which, yeah, so there's and then you've got stuff like the Korg, haven't you? The Korg analog, the, pro, like the, the prologue, big, the prologue, prologue, and the, just above that kind of price. And it's not really much else in that area, yeah, I suppose so. But I, I guess you know that's what what these guys yeah. can make mm-hmm. because they've got the economy right. of scale, you know, right? Okay, right, but yeah, interesting. It, it, it sounds pretty good so far. I mean, I need a bit more time with it. Um, but yeah, it's, it is pure DSP. There's no kind of like, this is the analog filter, it's, but it's got two yeah, filters. But does, it kind of connects, though, doesn't it, with a general feeling that everyone's kind of got over the hump about analog, or, or rather over the hump about digital. Uh, it feels like that. Yeah, you know, I'm sure so that's, well that's the case. For it, with it can, I mean, and it can sound great. And also, as lots of people have been saying, oh, hooray, something that's just not another mm-hmm. one of those you know so it's it's a um, bit different but there's no sampling capabilities this is you know you, you the, no. the waveform that it comes with it's kind of like kind of fixed that uh, I, no but, well I, yeah i don't know if that's something that's that's likely to change i don't know i don't have any other information on that there hasn't been anything that says mm-hmm. yes you can put you um you know you user wave waveforms in there no that but there's quite a healthy amount of um, patch storage on there, though, isn't it? Was it something like 500? Five or... banks of 128. Five, yeah, so it's seven yeah. something. Seven, five, yeah, seven something, 720. <laughs> Come on, chat room. <laughs> yeah, five times yeah, 128 is going to be 500 plus uh, yeah, yeah. 700, right. 700. So it's yeah. 700, uh, 740, five eights of 40. Yeah, there we go. Okay, on, I worked that out <laughs> without the aid of a calculator. How's that? That's pretty uh, good going, I'd say. Uh, yes, so um, uh, we've got a review coming up uh, at some point. I mean, we're, it's crazy busy. There's so many releases going on, and we've got KnobCon coming up. I mean, it's just all happening in this condensed window, and there will be more mm-hmm. releases this week from various companies. I can guarantee that. Yeah. Um, but it's coming. Oh, I was going to throw the uh, Ashen Sound Machine website up because it just... Uh, it, there it is. There it all is. Hydrosynth. So, yeah, it's all, it's one of those launches that's been very well coordinated. So, yeah, I look forward right. to some of that. And I think it could be, you know, it's quite quite a good sounding synth. Um, okay, um, I should probably let, well, what's it, 20 past four? Yeah, okay, let's do this one. So, we while we were in London, we went to the launch of this as well, which is the Barbican. This is a big new product from Spitfire Audio, who are a great company, expanded. You know, they've got yeah, lots of resources. We went to Barbican, uh, where they put this do on. It was all very lovely. We, we watched the, the keynote speech. And uh, yeah, so they've teamed up with the BBC Symphony Orchestra uh, as a joint venture type of thing. I've got an interview, which I'm waiting to post up. Um, with Christian and uh, oh, I forgot the name of the other chap. It's terrible of me. And um, they recorded this at Made Vale, as as we know, Made Vale is going to be decommissioned. So this could be the last possible. But the thing about this is, the Symphony Orchestra. They work every day of the week, pretty much, apart from Saturdays and Sundays, probably. You know, they are always working. So they are, it's like a band that have played together for years, but at an orchestral level. So these guys are very special. As with any symphony orchestra, they're generally, yeah. 
And it's, I have to say, it sounded great. I won't play, I, I'm not going to play the whole thing because, you know, it's easy yeah. to do. But there was, so there's some really good stuff there. And uh, we, so they've taken, uh, no, let me see what the, there are some um, key points. What is it there? 99 players, 55 instruments, 418 techniques, 20 signals, which are the, the mics, balances. So you've got room. Uh, and there's some, there was a really good piece uh, before, uh, written by, no, let me see if I can find him. Uh, Andy Blaney. Uh, which is called Admiral Bemba. I wonder if this will play. And this was just dry. No external effects, just straight out of the DAW. Wow. And it, honestly, mind-blowing. I mean, I don't oh. use a lot of this stuff because it's just not my world, but I'm guessing, Robbie, you know, film scores, whatever, you do a lot of that yeah. stuff. This is the sort of thing that yeah. will be right up your street. Oh, I mean, I, I love the Spitfire stuff. I think I think there are like certain key companies if you're involved in music technology or you know certain key companies like some you know sample sample kind of based companies who are like sort of cream of the crop and Spitfire to me are like right at the top of the tree you know they're like desert island kind of go to for lots of things um yeah that's, that's uh, I'm very excited by this I mean uh, yeah I do use orchestral stuff I mean I don't I don't the thing about the Mar is that you you have to you have to put the investment in with all these things to kind of really get the best out of them. So I'm a little bit of a disadvantage because I don't score 100 percent of the time. So when I do score, I sort of have to g myself up into it and get up to speed, you know, because it's just not it's not quite the muscle memory of it being my everyday job all the time. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I certainly having had loads of different libraries by loads of different people. Always, I'm never disappointed by the Spitfire stuff. It's you know. And they're, they're such a great, they're such an expanding company, which is nice to see a British company doing so well. Yeah, I mean they've uh, with this mm. one that you know they they they've they've really and and this apparently you know they kept saying this is just the beginning, this is just the beginning of. So I'm guessing there must be loads of other stuff they've done with the BBC Orchestra that you know hasn't even. So I mean there's sections, there's woodwind section ensemble, there's strings, there's percussion, there's harp, there's uh, brass. So it's the full. You know, what they're thinking is this will be almost... I mean, I get the feeling, that I'm not trying to denigrate this in any way, but I get the feeling they're trying to make this the definitive, almost the sort of general MIDI voice of an orchestra. Mm -hmm. So it becomes the de facto standard for people who are scoring and writing. They may break things out and do other stuff, but this would be the thing that, that if everybody's got it, or then then they can all collaborate and it'll all work really well. And, and one of the big things yeah. that they said is all the people on board, they were, every, all the orchestra was on board, they sort of get, they get it and they were saying that, you know, that obviously uh, orchestras are, are, can be a bit reticent about sampling, but they were really into this. And, and part of that is because, you know, in, in theory, this brings people through using sample stuff to actually recording an orchestra if, they're do, if they've got the budget for it. But from what I heard, honestly, it sounds so good. If I was a commissioning editor and they said, uh, yeah, I need another 10 grand for a real orchestra, I might go, yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. Can you not stick with that, you know? I, so there, there I, mean, a... I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? The, 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 the real investment involved in doing libraries like this, because I know somebody who's doing doing something with them at the moment and and they said that probably it's take about it's probably take about two years to come out you know with all the with everything that goes on to get it exactly right so if you think about the life you know the sort of projection of an amount of investment to get a really you know a really kind of adventurous kind of you know ambitious library out there it's a, it's a big it's a big risk isn't it yeah a million plus samples we were told i mean oh, that yeah. is that's a lot of things to do. But he said mm. the thing is what they have, they, they've got all this kind of formula that they work with because every time they do something, they can figure out how uh, how many orchestra hours or how many code hours it takes per instrument. You know, so they've got all this calculation. So so they can figure out how well they're doing in their trajectory because it's these sort of ridiculously complex kind of structures that they can that are very unique to the business of what they do. So they know how they're doing. And, and obviously, they've got he, one thing that Christian was saying is they've got loads and loads of they've got these co these coders that work all in house at their new premises, and all the coders are really creative as well, which is quite unique mm. in terms of coding. So these people really sort of live it, and they're all inhabiting the same world. It's not like a kind of a lot of coders. You tell them what you want, and they give you what they want. So if you so if you describe it wrong, you're going to get the wrong thing rather than somebody maybe going, oh, I've actually got a better idea. Maybe we should do this, and it will be great and creative. You, those those kind of interfaces between p 
pure technology and creativity uh, are, are quite rare and uh, it sounds like they've got that going on. So that's really going to be yeah. a big deal. I have to say, though, Nick, the BBC getting rid of Maida Vale is disgraceful. Uh, really, absolutely disgraceful. That place is such a wonderful, you know, it's, I mean, I've yeah. been fortunate enough to have worked in there many times. It is a beautiful, it's, it's, a, it's an old ice rink originally. And right. actually Skating the rink. central yeah, that's right, part yeah. where, yeah, where the orchestral uh, room is. And there's also another big room as well, but the main room, uh, you know, was where the kind of ice rink itself was. And then kind of around the outer edges are the other smaller rooms, which are used for sort of radio sessions and various things like that. You know, obviously BBC uh, and Beatles did a lot of the stuff there. It's just symbolic of this absolutely disgraceful thing that's happened at the BBC, which is just like this complete and utter kind of horrible corporate kind of thing that what the BBC used to be is so not now. And like, you know, to get rid of Maid of Vale is disgraceful. I mean, really, you know, the, the people who've pulled the trigger on that should be ashamed of themselves. You know, this sort of thing would never happen in France, you know, where they really value <laughs> cultural There'd things. be demonstrations on the street. Oh, man, they would. It's a de I'm so furious about it and it is i mean you can see this it's all the way through the bbc the bbc has moved such into this horrible domain now you know they'll give you all this kind of marketing speak and what reasons for it and blah, 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 blah. but you know ultimately i think it's an absolute disgrace i'm so furious about it and i think whoever made that decision should be shot and i'm well, gladly pull the trigger yeah well i, I think that's a, a, allegedly i should probably say at this yeah. point no, the, um no. there is uh, there is <laughs> actually <laughs> also i will say that, that that there is a new a new purpose built building being built to house the symphony orchestra and the recording needs for that so yeah, so I, I mean yes gonna... it won't have the heritage but it may be it may be tons better you know it may just have a real thing maybe the next generation so you know let's not uh, write off to exactly. it, but... i i don't know yeah. no i just i mean the thing is about that place though i think when you have a, a, a a space which is kind of imbued with that kind of history i think it kind of it it it, it gives a sense of it, it makes you feel special being there you know and that and i think that brings out certain performances and and actually the acoustics in there are so unique you know it's it's a really great sounding space all all the different spaces are Oh, it makes me sick in my belly to think that that is. It's all going to be well. It's going to be bulldozed, I think, or turned into flats. You know. It's yeah. Like, oh, well, I expect so. It's so typical I mean, thing it's, that happens in London. It's well, just, it's interesting because I haven't been. I haven't been out very far east. We went to do some visits uh, right out to Brentwood, and uh, it was quite interesting. As you go further out east from London, um, you could tell how much has been developed because all the land is so valuable that now what happens is it just goes up. So they knock all the, the one-storey or two-storey buildings down and, and are building much multiple stories to accommodate more people. And, you know, it's part of the gentrification process of, of major oh, cities. Got to cling That's on just to the culture. Well, sometimes, yeah, well, I, I mean, do. yes. There's no, there's no excuse. It's just money, greedy money people, and it's disgraceful. I'm sorry, I, I'm not okay. going to ever forgive them for that. <laughs> Okay, well that's good. Um, let's 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 now just take a short break and have a little word from our friends at uh, Isotope, shall we? Why don't we do that? That's a good idea. Presenting Neutron Three, the modern way to mix. Bring your workflow into the 21st century with eight modern mixing tools, all at your fingertips in one mothership plug-in. Starting a mix can take a while. But with the all-new Mix Assistant, Neutron can listen to your audio and quickly suggest a custom starting point for an individual track or set levels for your entire mix. Shape sounds like never before with the new Sculptor module. Match audio to a target sonic profile and instantly sculpt it to sound more like itself or like something else completely. Reach out and touch your audio with Neutron's immersive controls and visualizations. Neutron 3 comes equipped with Visual Mixer, a tool to help you effortlessly manipulate the landscape of your mix. Neutron 3, the modern way to mix. And of course, you can uh, download a copy of Isotope Neutron 3, but by never over to isotope.com. And uh, we thoroughly recommend checking out. And I will say we have uh, a competition. Uh, we're looking for uh, hashtags. Uh, you could win a copy of Neutron 3 Advanced, which is 
Very generous of Isotope. Uh, we're looking for the hashtag start your mix. That's one word, uh, which is hashtag start your mix. And the hashtag Neutron3 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's a Twitter competition. So it's the hashtag start your mix and the hashtag Neutron3, uh, all one word hashtags to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And if you do that, uh, next week we'll be able to choose uh, a winner from all the entries. Uh, last week we had, or last show, because previous week, last week, while we were uh, in London for these launches, uh, we play, we published the um, uh, Imogen Heap interview. How could I forget? Yeah, yeah and that seems to have gone there really well. I've, uh, she's great. And I really appreciate that she gave us some time for that. And uh, I sent her an approval video and she said, oh, it's so long, I can't be bothered to watch it. I'm sure it's fine. So I'm sure it was fine. And people seem to say it, it went very well. But we have a winner for, uh, for for the last show. And that is somebody called Flatbird. Uh, that's at Schlandrian. Uh, and they've tweeted uh, the necessary requisite hashtags. So if you want to get in touch, Flatbird, that's at Schlandrian, then... Uh, uh, we can put Isotope in touch with you and you'll be able to claim your prize. <coughs> right, um, here we go, let's have something else. This is the news, new, this is the, the, the latest in the you'll actually use range. It's like a I can't believe it's not range, I like the idea of it, it's kind of, I like to refer to a range by a phrase. This is three delays from Arturia. We've got the uh, the one that's a bit like the Memory Man, uh, the one that's kind of like uh, the 201, and then a sort of modern one which is much longer and filtery and got all sorts of, that's this guy. Got mid-side mode, all those things. You can pick all three of them up for 99 bucks. And from what I'm hearing, actually in the comments on the on the the, the story put on the uh, on the the site, you know, the people oh it's just gooey, it's just, and then people come back going, oh actually I've got this and it's really good. Uh, so so yeah, I mean gooey and good. So that's that's all good, isn't it? I mean I know there are lots of delay uh, stuff and you know it's difficult to choose from which one, but uh, I I haven't tried these yet. I have got a code, but like. Deja Deja vu. What's no, the? De- I was just because I because I was in I was I was I was sitting in Gaz's kitchen on Monday or something, and I said and I was saying about how I love the Valhalla, Valhalla's latest delay, you know, with all the different modes. Yeah, which is which is fantastic that delay. Um, and I've always loved my my go to has always been for years and years and years is Echo Boy because of all the different models within there. And and and, and Gaz was saying was pointing out, you know, it's just relatively easy to code a delay, a basic delay in terms of what, you know, you know those kind of plugins. But there's obviously so much more to the, we were talking about, the, you know, the characteristic of different delays and what they bring. And um, yeah, it's just interesting because we were literally talking about how many delays does anyone need on Monday. But, um, you know, I think any delay that gives you a sonic creative sound that's different from something else is worth checking out. Uh, it's just like like anything really, reverbs or anything. I, mean, I've, I think I've drawn the line at EQs and compressors now. I think I've got enough, you got enough. To, to to be sink a battleship. I don't think I'm particularly excited <laughs> ever to find those. But creative plugins like this, I'm always interested to try. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah the, I've, I've, I've made a little video about this, actually, about these videos, uh, about these delays. Um, and... Actually, following on from what Robbie was saying, I was actually quite curious to see if I could match the sound of them using just sort of uh, the built-in delays in uh, Reverb, uh, in Cubase. Um, and they have done a really good job of making them sound uh, distinct from each other. And I think it's quite clever how they've just focused on on three very different types of delays, a BBD, a tape, and this kind of like, you know, uh, one that's really like an 80s digital delay, although you can make that sound quite pristine as well. Um, one of the things that's quite nice, I think it's probably a little bit maybe learned from um, the Sound Toys uh, approach, which is to put the primary controls up first and then to have like a little drop down menu that you can just open optionally which gives you further uh, controls. Uh, nice to see envelope follower in there, which is really cool. Uh, and LFOs as well, which you can assign to practically every parameter. Um, so uh, also something which is really nice about them, though, is uh, resizable GUI as well. So you can make it really nice. And uh, and a big problem I've got with a lot of uh, plugins is just two small fiddly little things. They're actually quite nice and 
relatively simple to operate uh, and they've done a really good job with the graphics and i think the graphics is like a massive part of this though because i think it does um kind of seduce you a little bit into into the you know into it being uh like certainly the two well, the next best thing really... to having some hardware that looks a certain way i suppose isn't it I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean we've all you know um, that, that's the thing the valhalla stuff i mean it sounds yeah. great but i mean it looks mm. fairly utilitarian there's not much art right. in it it's just but right. it, it sounds great i, I love mean, that I, mm. Yeah, I, I know. That. Well, you don't want any. You don't want any fluff, do you, on any of your stuff? <laughs> I just love, One of the I cool love things. the simplicity. It's like a jump for joy when the people make that circle synth just yeah. brought out that new bass synth. I don't know if you've seen that because they, 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 it's like amazing bass synth. But it's again, it's got that really simple, um, mm. simple interface. Right. Uh, okay. so I that love. Yeah. Uh, one thing should be mentioned should mention though is that all Arturia releases are NKS compatible. So if you've got a machine yeah. or yeah, that's one of the actually, kind of, um, yeah, that's, that's a valid yeah. point. Oh, it's like, quite like say that little. I've recently got like one of the complete control M32s just for a little tiny sort of just little one for the desktop. Uh, it's already pre-mapped and ready to go, and uh, and because there's relatively few parameters, it's all it means that that sort of thing is really easy to find what you need to do to, to adjust in, in, in real time. And, uh, yeah, some pretty cool things like um, on the 201, for instance, when you open up the extra panel, um, there are some controls which pertain to the motors, for instance, and sort of how, how, f is how fast it will change between... Uh, the delay yeah, I, I, I mean, delay I take all of that. It's great. But honestly, who on mm -hmm. earth has got time to, to get into that? I mean, would it make... <laughs> oh, no, I easy. suppose it makes no, a difference. It's, it's but, easy. Yeah. It's yeah, easy. Okay. I mean, but again, enough. if you if you've just got if you've just got that on the control knob, for instance, it's really fun because it means you can just do like a kind of a delay time and just. Uh, it, it's quite a cool special effect, actually. Okay, I think that all one, right. I, I take that know, back. I, I know what back. you mean. I know with a lot of these plugins, you know, you get all this kind of macro little, you know, so you can go right in and sort of fine tune all the details. Um, I yeah. think actually, to be fair, with these Arturia delays, though, I think they've chosen. They've well, you know, the amount of things you can change on them. It, it's not, there's not huge amounts of parameters on right. it, to be fair. And what they've put in there, I think, is actually quite musical. Uh, but there is a, like a, there is a decent solidity to it. I, I was least impressed, I think, with the Memory Man one. Just, it was good. It was good. But um, the 201, though, especially good. And the actual, what it has got. Um, better than I've heard on any other 201 emulation is the spring reverb or the way that the spring kind of really... Uh, there's a particular sound to the way that the echo sound going into the spring on a 201, on the real unit. And this does a pretty good job of that, I think. You know, right, the springs okay. are not always convincing, but this is a good good, good one. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I, I'll, have to ask, I'll have to ask Jim. Jim is going to be uh, Ear Monkey Music. He's going to be covering KnobCon for us. And I know he's got a 201, so maybe we should get him to do a comparison at some point, Ooh, just, just to have interest. That would be good. That, that would be interesting. Can um, I say something I forget? Because I, it's not, I don't know if you've covered it, but literally last night I was jumping up and down because I saw that TC Electronica bought out Finalizer software. Oh, New no. mastering software, which has got all the oh. System 6000 algorithms in it. Okay, uh -huh. and it's, and it's, it's, it's exactly what I've been waiting for because I've been holding been on to my, I've been I've been holding on to my power core for bloody years, and it's just about <laughs> hanging on for dear life. So it is at ninety nine dollars yeah. at the moment. This software, it's a full suite of like all the system six thousand stuff. The full suite for ninety nine dollars. Yeah, it's just it's a standalone program. And it does it does matching with uh, with commercial releases and all sorts of stuff. It's like a new... Oh. I'm just looking it's to see seriously. if we can find that. Oh, where's that then? Is that uh, Mastering Tools and Plugins? Second bit of news at the top, you know, where there's little dots. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, VS3, VS3 native there. That was the... Okay. Was, yeah, after this, second dot along, after the, the, coming up, the next <laughs> next bit of news. <laughs> you just oh, had it on there. what have I done? I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> no. second, second bit of news. In charge of a car. Second bit of news. Go production. You add it then. Go production. <laughs> there, yeah, okay. there, there we go. Okay. Finalizer. Click on it. Finalizer. You add it. You add it okay. at the top. There, the man. The ah, yes, right. Okay. Native. No, no, no. 
No, you you got to go back to the main page. <laughs> All right, I'm going back to the main page. Right, and then we're look at the top of the screen. Just wait for that reverb to disappear, that Hall of Fame, and then that ah, next thing there. That's <laughs> it. Right, got you, got you. <laughs> Robbie, so, uh, you, cool. I think scrolling the carousel to the right story would have been the words I would have been able to respond to. Yeah, sorry. But anyway, yeah, I'm a very super excited. I mean, I'm I'm a massive fan of um, Ozone as well but there's, there's there's certain workflows and things within um and there's a you brand, the brand new on that there's a yeah. brand new algorithm loudness algorithm in here which they say can automatically help you get loudness levels matched up for like all, all the different formats oh, does it work with you does it work with your nifty little mm, your little kind of meter that you've got that you know does it does it's it not a plug-in like it's, special... a, it's an app you have to put the you have to put the tracks in after Ah, okay. Right. It's not like an app. Oh, so um, that's a standalone. I think it's you always got to be really careful when you put the words sound like a hit together because there's just a sort of HIT with an S before it is not good, <laughs> not good scan. I just would want to point that out. Um, yeah, well, actually, I should put this out because, well, I mean, I know I'm rambling a little bit and I know there was a lot of news, but this is really interesting. This just, um, Synth Anatomy in the chat room just mentioned this that uh, Native Instruments have laid off Ooh. 20% of its workforce to reorganize the company. That's weird. This is, this is a really a real shock. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. this is kind of. I, I haven't had a chance to um, hold on. Um, this obviously sourced on CDM. We'll we'll check his as well as Peter Kearns. Yeah, this is this is kind of mm. kind of a big deal because we thought Native Instruments were you know unassailable in terms of their market well, they had position. The big, they had the biggest investment, didn't they, in music technology? I think history, didn't they? Recently, was it like last year, fifty million? Uh, Euros. There was oh, something yeah, like was that, it wasn't Sony it? or something got involved? Something enormous, wasn't it? enormous investment into them. So this well, is kind that, of... uh, that's that's your answer then, isn't it? They probably are now starting to dictate what what needs to happen. Um, I guess. Oh, boo. Yeah, ouch. Uh, obviously, our hearts go out to any of the engineers or anybody who's yeah. been laid off, but it's going to mean people looking for work, not, I suppose. No. It's not the best thing. Apparently, though, Beren yeah. just said we're hiring. <laughs> so, yeah. in fact, there's another <laughs> bit of news. I should probably put that up there, shouldn't I? Because uh, mm. this uh, Behringer have actually hired uh, the uh, MS20 original yeah. uh, designer. Uh, um, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Hiroaki Nishijima uh, to head up their Tokyo flagship synth office. Uh, and he actually said, I'm extra, uh, um, it, these days it's difficult for in current Japanese companies to create the types of synths that I used to develop, Nisajima um, added. That's why I joined mm. Behringer. So lots of things shifting around at the moment. Then we're going to yeah, see yeah. all sorts it's, of stuff say, going down. Because they say they want to make new, like brand new designs in that in that article, don't they? Yeah, which yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Encouraging. Yeah, that's very encouraging. Mm. That's good. Really good. Um, uh, Bob Swan in the chat room says uh, subscription incoming, which as they're restructuring now, I, I would imagine investors are probably mm. going, yeah, we need to be uh, in subscription, and uh, and as much as I hate to see yeah. that it, it seems like that's the way everything's going and it's just i mean because of financial planning and all those things and the thing is the thing i don't like about subscriptions is people get kind of not coerced but they want to use them so they, they buy into it and then there's probably about i don't know what the percentage is the percentage of people who buy a subscription then completely forgotten they've got it yeah, and it just goes um, forever and ever and ever and they end up spending you know it's like i've i've discovered that i've been subscribing to a service that i'd forgotten about and over the last three years i've probably spent 500 quid that i wouldn't have spent hmm. i didn't need to and i, I think there's that there's that you don't get the opportunity to kind of pick and choose it, it assumes yeah, you want to yeah. use it all the time and so you get and quite often it's quite hard to turn that off and on again you know it's it, I yeah just, I, I don't like I, that i recently had that i recently had that with splice i thought i just i was i had it for a while and i just didn't i didn't get on with it because there's other things i use and I've, I've asked three times to turn it off to try and turn it off and it's just like you have to jump through hoops there's nothing in the app to say unsubscribe it, multiple yeah, it's emails it's, like, it's, the same, it's the same with like phone like ios apps you get Oh, you man, go, not like just $2, them. Two dollar, two dollar subscriptions to Karen use, and then you forget about it. And then you look at your bank statement; it's like all this stuff been hemorrhaging <laughs> out for like a year. Yeah, well, I'm, so I've got New York Times. I've got an Android New York Times uh, subscription, which is four quid a month. Which I mean, I like to support independent news because we are one. But I looked into how do I unsubscribe, 
And literally, the only way you can do it is by phoning <laughs> a US number and telling them that you no want way. to do it. It's just like, what? Yeah, no, That's ludicrous. Uh, there should be a criteria. Yeah. There should be a button to unsubscribe for everything. Yeah, okay. Mm, yeah. Loads of are you sure's and, you know, that and, and all of that sort of thing. But, yeah, it needs to be. I agree. And I just it feels just feels like it's heading in the wrong direction, some of it. I mean, so, I, I don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. You find out you're doing all these things for your kids who've, like, un, 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 inadvertently bought apps or things that they've that have got subscriptions added to them. You know, yeah. it's like it's, it's too nebulous, the whole thing. Yeah. We don't mm, like it. Yeah. We don't like it. Down with subscriptions. Well, I want. Yeah, I want. I, a, I want a phone. I want it with the same with my mobile <sighs> phone. If I don't use it, I, I just want to pay it afterwards. Yeah, let's have to do that now. I let's think not do it. the thing that my feeling with subscriptions though is I'm. I mean, I am subscribing to Apple Music now, which I wasn't. I had. I wasn't subscribing to a streaming channel for as a streaming service for a while, but uh, I did. Uh, from about 2009 to about 2015 subscribed to Napster and then when I stopped subscribing uh, and then you lose access to all of the albums that you currently had access to and there is this just kind of feeling this empty feeling loss and that that I you know the, the the thing about ownership that tangible sense of actually you know investing into something and owning something you just don't have it and it is you know i mean environmentally i guess it's good not to have physical objects uh however that yeah that just but it, it's not the musician that's something. getting paid let's put it that way you know yeah not generally not generally speaking so yeah there's too many Share, others to yeah. satisfy the shareholders boo Boo! Boo! <laughs> Boo! Oh, God. Extinction Rebellion. Yes. Down with capitalism. No, we're not. We're not quite that far yet. But yeah, I, I'll take your point. I mean, yeah, we we try and keep away from political matters on the show where we can. But sometimes the movement in that direction. Yeah, sure. If I, I mean, and to be fair, you know, I I wish maybe you know Sonic State had done a subscription thing years and years back. So then we wouldn't have to be constantly... I mean, there is a positive side to it, which mm -hmm. is you get loads of new features that, that because they're funded, they can be uh, yeah. thought of in advance, they can be f financially um, uh, paid for, the research and stuff all gets brought into the model. So quite often it can work positively, but generally speaking, it's it, 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 it's not the case. Anyway, let's get on to something else. Um, now <laughs> things are hotted up. Uh, oh, yeah, we've covered those ones. Oh, yeah, let's have a look at this. This is neat. Meet MIDIHUB, the next generation MIDI processor and router. By default, it acts as a 4x4 MIDI interface, but the real magic happens once you start laying down your own pipelines using the MIDIHUB editor. By combining different pipes, sort of MIDI effects, you can set up MIDIHUB to process MIDI messages in tons of useful and creative ways. You can even MIDI map pipe parameters or switch the active preset on the fly. The best part is, once your presets are stored, you can use MIDIHUB completely standalone. For example, you can play chords utilizing... Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was a bit mesmerized there. Mm. I was thinking, God, I wonder what's doing the bass sound in that. It sounds amazing. <laughs> I was looking at it, and I was trying to think, I wonder which one of that is. Really cool, actually, this. I think this is a really yeah. cool uh, um, device. This is by, uh, mm. what are they called? Yeah. MIDIHUB by I mean, Blowcast, aren't they? The, uh, yes, I think we've got the, the page here. It's a 100 bucks, you know, so it's 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 comparable. And it's also uh, got a USB connection, so I'm guessing it works as a mm. MIDI I.O. But that notion, because we use MIDI transformers quite a lot here. Um, we... we yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what's it? Um, Bohm's MIDI Translator, really good. And they've got a standalone thing, but it's more expensive and more fully featured, to be fair. It has Wi-Fi MIDI and all of those things. And it just, it, it just this looks like the sort of thing that everybody should have. Gaz, this looks just the yeah. sort of thing that you kind of go, oh, yeah. Don't know what yeah. I'm going to use it for yet. But, I mean, you can do things <laughs> like, you can do things like, you know, yeah. set splits up on keyboards, uh, play chords oh, across, yeah. across multiple, you know, lots of really cool and interesting yeah. things. You can, yeah, you can do like some MIDI note filtering as well. So you know, you know, so everything's locked into key and all sorts of things like that. I mean, this does look really cool. Um, I wasn't quite sure though with the little button when you change the active presets. You know, does it use the little indicator lights on the front to tell you which one you're on? That, that was the bit I was a bit unsure about because obviously using it away from a computer is a big, it's a big, it's a big part of it. So, yeah, I was kind of, that's what I was curious about, you know, because, you know, if it's easy to tell where your presets are, because, like, the amount of things that it can do well, is lights stunning. lights flashing on there. So, 
Yeah, so I wonder because uh, it's like the, the lights can tell you like if if there's an in and out. But I'm wondering when you push the button if there's a way of indicating. Yeah, it looks which, it looks like what's going patch. on there is uh, yeah, it's possible. I can't tell you for sure mm. though. I'm not being an expert, <laughs> but it's kind of useful utility <laughs> yeah. by the sound of yeah, things. Yeah, and it's pretty pretty good price as well. I think as far as about 150. Oh, I don't know. I'm getting Some, messages somewhere in the region that. of, but um, yeah, decent, good, um, and nice. It hasn't got any. I don't think it's got any host. It doesn't USB host though, does it? Which I think is a bit of a I shame. Don't, no, I don't think so. It's just MIDI, MIDI, MIDI. Um, there's. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think. I was I almost let something slip there about MIDI host mode in a product I've recently seen, but you'll have to wait till tomorrow to find that out. I think so. That's not going to work. <laughs> Robbie, is this yeah. the sort of thing that you you need in um, your life? Yeah, I tell you why, because we were just talking about it the other day, because we were going off to South America and the tour, it's a smaller tour, just me and Howard and uh, the front of the house and a couple of people. So we, we put together like a little satellite rig, um, you know, just to kind of not be part, to cull from our main rigs in America and in Europe. Um, and then I was like, oh, yeah, we're just going to use like this, we're going to use this nice little uh, radial two-channel DI for Howard's main stage rig. Um, you know, USB DI thing. And then, of course, I realized that, that one of the key reasons we use the iConnect um, audio interfaces is they've got that really good MIDI filter, um, all those MIDI capabilities built into the audio interface. And we have this terrible problem with Howard's Korg RK keytars that they endlessly send out clock. You can't turn it off. And it totally fucks up. It totally messes up all the main stage, and it tries to clock main stage to this clock, and everything goes to shit. Um, and so the only way we found to get rid of it is to filter it out within the iConnect. Oh, so I was man. like, great, we're going to use this. We're going to use this really simple solution. I was like, oh, now I've got to lug an iConnect to just to, mm -hmm. just for that mm -hmm. one feature. So yeah. something like this, I think, is probably the sort of thing everyone should have available for those mm -hmm. sort of annoying little little things like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it seems like one of those things. I mean, we were we went to uh, Yoad Studio uh, on Friday morning in London. Uh, honestly, mm -hmm. uh, we've never met in real life. It was one of those really weird moments because we've done this thing. <laughs> I mean, we've both met in real life, but mm -hmm. Yoad's been on the show for quite some time. We went to his place. It is amazing. I mean, it's it looks amazing in the in the videos, but when you're there, it's like crikey, this is proper. And uh, he's got this incredibly complicated MIDI. He's got 48 MIDI ports that feeds everything. As you know, said, he plays everything all at once and it all just comes out of logic. And then he's got all these editors. We did a video on this. I, I'm looking forward to that. But it sounds like that's something that he could probably mm. use in, in, in line a few times to, to filter stuff out. Um, yeah, that would be... That, that's it. And I have to say, uh, um, he was playing some mixes that he did and I knew he was kind of, you know, a, a professional mixer, but his mixes sounded really really good i mean i haven't heard mixes that good mm. for a really long time they were just like good grief i mean it was on a set of those massive atc scm 100s which sound oh, in his room yeah. it's just uh, yeah I, I look forward to that we did a studio tour with him honestly i, I mean, just was playing mixes of stuff and it was like a lot of it was that sort of very modern minimalist with very little chords and stuff and all about the vocal and the incidental stuff and the beat and it was just it was brilliant absolutely brilliant but i just wanted to throw that'll be coming up soon at some point in the future mm -hmm. so yeah um but yeah you could get this from uh blowcast right i just need to ex i need to uh minimize that that video where is it uh, MIDI Hub. Uh, I think I just clicked on an ad by mistake. MIDI Hub. Let's just mm -hmm. find the page for it. Uh, yeah, so it's blowcast.io and you can buy And it's actually on pre-order, which is interesting. So they were looking to try and raise, you know, 10,000 euros to build this thing up. And they've raised 75,000 mm. euros. So mm. it's like 770. That's another 10% more. When I, when I researched this, in the notes earlier, I said they were, what, 76 Seven hundred and sixty-seven percent funded, and now they're seven seven six percent funded. So yeah, it's yeah. it's going up all the time. So do check that out. Mm. Yeah. Um, good lord, I think we might be at the end. I haven't got anything else to add. What is mm. that? I suppose that means we've finished the show. Has anyone got anything they want to plug or uh, or to, to bring up that we haven't covered? I mean, it's, it's five o'clock. Endless, endless is endless stuff is happening, which is really cool. If, um, oh, has Jamie it come out of beta? And... Uh, no, 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 not no, yet. It's okay, just, but it's still... just yeah but i mean it's just it's just more and more people jumping on board um beardy man and uh, jamie little have uh have been 
jamming together on it and it's just I, I think it's just really exciting and I know that many God, I imagine many they, they wouldn't they just clear the room I mean if if Jamie Liddell or, or, or Beardy Man came in I'd just go yeah, yeah. No, I, that idea yeah. I had is yeah. rubbish you just carry on chat <laughs> but also you know um, Imogen Heap she's been she's been jamming yeah. on it too yeah so. well she she uh, she was really excited by it yeah. yeah she mentioned it in the interview mm. that's right she was very excited yeah. and complimentary about it yeah, so I think you know, definitely check it out if you haven't though, because I think yeah, it's, I it's got, still I've only got Android phone. That's my problem at the moment. I, oh, I can't, yes, I can't, and I'm not going iOS just for that, sadly. No, but yeah. uh, okay, but, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say that that synth by FAW, that sub synth, really worth okay. checking out. FAW sub synth. Let's have a look. Uh, FAW sub sublab, sublab is brilliant. Uh, let's have a look. Brilliant. Hardest yeah, hitting sub bass every time. Oh yeah, well it reminds me. A li- actually, that reminds me a little bit of the um, uh, the soft tube one. Uh, Monument. Yeah, but it's um, it, uh, it, yeah, it's just yeah, but it does it does all that stuff of like analysing the notes and putting the frequencies in when they do, so you don't get any bottoming out and all that kind of stuff. Oh, interesting. So it's really good. It's really, really good. Really worth it. Okay, I will check that out. And it's nice and simple. Look at that lovely, simple interface. <laughs> I can see a fairly simple interface there. Oh, well, okay, look, there we go. I'm going to play, I'm just for you, I'm going to play a bit of the video. Hey, so you want to learn Tricky. more about Sublet? Instead of the walkthrough video, I'm going to jump right into showing you how to create a bass line wow. identical to the one in the Schoolboy Q track, Floating. Maybe get a mic next time. Onto the bass. In order to recreate this, I'm selecting a sawtooth. Oh, sorry, I can't watch that. That's really discomforting. Yeah, but um, you can. People can watch that in their own time if they go to future audio (laughs) workshop. That's just too much. Too much room for me. Yeah. Wow, that was roomy. Mm. Um, Okay. Well, um, so yes, what's Mm. coming up? Uh, uh, We've got some. We've got plenty of stuff coming up. Uh, We've got a lot of videos that's coming out tomorrow and Friday which I can't tell you about. Uh, obviously, check out the uh, uh, Hydrosynth stuff that we've done. There'll be a review coming about that soon. And um, we've it's going to be an insanely busy September. And it, like I say, it seems Roland sort of have moved everybody to September. And it, the, what they, you know, they made that sort of, they've made a whole trend, which is kind of cool in, in a lot of ways. So, chaps, thank you so much for joining us. Robbie, it's been a pleasure to have you. Maybe we can do that again right. in another year or so, you know, or, or sooner, no, hopefully. As I say, let's let's. As I say, because uh, BT, we, we try to do it in the summer. He really wants to come on the show, so um, we'll, we'll find the time and for some, yeah. some. He gets like you said, he gets very excited, and he always says, "You're going to die after everything." He goes, "Oh man, you're going to die," because he gets <laughs> oh, awesome. so excited about everything. So, but, um, so let's find some topics that will be kind of excitable topics. Well, it seems like there will be some coming pretty soon and uh, probably ongoing. So we seem to be back in the Mm, flow of music technology. And once again, sort of, um, you know, our condolences go out to any of those native instruments people that have been affected because that's never good. Those 20% redundancies Mm. in in our niche is kind of quite dramatic. So, and uh, anyway, Gaz, thank you for joining us as well. It's a pleasure to have you. We've got content out. One little thing to show. This is—I got it for video editing, uh, but it's, uh, it's called Little Shuttle Express. I mean, I think yeah. the Shuttle Pro's been out for ages. Yeah, we I got think. one of those. But, um, I mean, th- yeah, I mean, I think these things are—they're not—they're not new. But God. what I've been finding yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, years. But I'm using it for um, controlling zooming and time. Just on, in Cubase, I'm using it for zoom and timeline uh, controls, and. For that purpose, it's absolutely great. What it is that makes it good, I think, is that um, when you turn the sprung um, shuttle, uh, there's seven different configurable uh, zones around the outside. And what's quite good is if you set the outer zones, um, like I've got it to zoom like 100% out if I just turn it all away and it'll just... So it'll zoom, or, or if you only just turn it slightly, you can have it zoom. Ah, oh, that's really uh, handy. But then if I turn it all the way to the right, I zoom into five milliseconds to wherever the playhead is as well. Just like, oh, right. so, so like you know, for when you want to get like kind of zero, zero crossing sample, sample that's level. Um, so the fact that you can set the, you know, like something like Cubase allows for lots of, um, well, actually, and I've done it too in um, Studio One as well. Uh, I just thought it was a cool little tip because they're quite cheap. But I think timeline manipulation, you know, for editing purposes, zooming and that sort of thing can sometimes be a real kind of... Um, 
any, I, well, I tend to find that uh, from a, you know uh, the workflow point of view, it's actually perfect. And I went for the simpler one just because I think actually rather than to negotiate loads of buttons, remember what's what, it's I've got it thing. doing workflow really control. It's, it's everything. That's one thing that we yeah. got from we got from uh, Yoad. In fact, I want to bring that up. He's got one of those, which I think we introduced ha, him to that. What's in one that? Of the, it's it's a it's just a really nice quality uh, rotary encoder and a couple of switches. And what it does is it oh. just allows you you hover your mouse over any knob oh, on the screen, cool. and it and he just yeah. said it, it completely changes the relationship that you have with things like EQ because you oh, can just kind of go, oh, yeah. where's that? And he says it's absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's expensive, but it's absolutely. There's another one of those, isn't there? Is there? There's I, another I, one of those which has got like five coloured arcade buttons on it as well. Oh, I can't okay. remember who makes that. With a knob yeah. that hovers, uh, yeah, it's good. It's a good, good thing. Right, yeah. I've just ret I've just retired my CMC Steinberg controllers after you know wow. a good few years of Did you have sterling like a, service. A, a tearful, uh, a short but tearful yeah. ceremony. <laughs> oh, I'm really sad about it, but the one bit that I am missing really is the AI knob. So I'm very keen. I'm, I would love that. Do you know how much it is? That wouldn't. Yeah, one. it's that really expensive. It is expensive. Oh, I can not I can't. Two hundred bucks. Two hundred euros. Because it's wood. Oh. 200 euros, Robbie. Oh, God. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do 200 it. 200 euros of wood. Oh, yeah, Robbie there you go. some wood. <laughs> it's shivers down my spine. Oh, never mind. You can always paint it black or cover it in full mica. The one with the arcade mm. knobs, that's right on my street. Yeah, I don't know that one. Oh, anyway, well, uh, thanks, everybody. It yeah. was really good fun. Um, and uh, great to be back with a lot of news. And I, I think it's going to be a busy year as we head up into the shows. Obviously, KnobCon this weekend. Stay tuned. We're going to have incoming from Jim there. Uh, and we've also, uh, after that, SynthFest in October. Uh, I don't know if there's any more stuff. Oh, yeah, SoundMit as well. I think we've got Ed going to SoundMit, which is in Turin. Uh, we should have some news about some uh, some coupons. I think we've got some discount codes for that as well, if you're heading thinking of heading over. But... Anyway, that's it. Thank you so much, guys. It was great fun. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Don't forget to, to check out the uh, details in the show notes for the uh, Isotope competition. Uh, oh, actually, I could do that quickly again, shouldn't I, before I go there? Yes, if you want to enter the competition to win Neutron 3, hashtag start your mix, the hashtag Neutron 3 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's what we're looking for. Okay, folks. We could say goodbye and wave off into the sunset. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. It's been great fun as ever. See you next time. Bye-bye now.